Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 3. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi Mystic, and you can find me at Killer on Twitter. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darwin Grimm, the Human Monk, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Nate on Twitter. Hi, I'm Shannon. I play Aranis Gray, also known as Gray the Great to my fans, and the Bard of the Bard's Rebellion. I am a half-elf bard, and you can find me at Skyren underscore Shannon on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyren. Well, Lieutenant General Razai is none too pleased with your uh, behavior and your tone and the blood pouring from the king. We will worry about that shortly. As we go to Vale, back in this spiritual place, this metaphysical place, after the king began diffusing his form, he has been wounded. Like, you've definitely gotten a good stab on him. But he now just appears to be taking up more space. His legs and one of his arms just spread out a little bit, taking up a little bit more space here. What would you like to do? Phil's going to start by talking, which is not something they do, but he's pushed a button. Vale points their shadow blade at him and says... You say you've been preparing this for this moment for two years. Four years. Not, sorry, four years. Not for a number of years, but he just said four years. Like <sighs> F-O-R years. You say... <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll start again. Uh, Vale's going to point their shadow blade at him and say, You say you've been preparing for this moment for years. I have been preparing for this moment in one way or another my entire life. I was raised in the darkness. As a member of the denouement, I have killed without passion, and I have killed out of anger. I had no desire to ever interact with any royal until I witnessed the abominations that were sanctioned by you and Earl. Your name has been on my blade since that date, and I have had practice, for I have killed by my own hand the leader of Karami, and Earl Earl himself. I dragged myself out of Coram's realm with the sole purpose of destroying everything that has created the evil in this world that led to the changelings of Earl being enslaved. And for the first time ever, I will take pure joy out of ending you. And as Vale says this, I burn three sorcerer points to pop my magical darkness as a bonus action 
surrounding him. Okay. That's my bonus action. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For my action, I'm assuming now he can't see me, but I don't know how this world makes things different. How how big is your magical darkness? Oh, uh, let me pull it up. It's the standard darkness spell, so I just have 15 foot radius, so it's a okay. 30 foot sphere around him. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he has no way of physically seeing you at the moment. No. You would need some other sort of ability or skill. So then I would have advantage on this attack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Then I will rush him with the uh, Shadow Blade now. Mm -hmm. It's a 15. Okay. So you rush into this darkness, stab your Shadow Blade into the king. Go ahead and roll your damage. 31. <clears throat> That's a lot. Jeez. As you stab into him, he reflexively, instinctively grabs onto your arm. And yes, your blade hit true. You dug that right into his side, into his chest, wherever you wanted to have stabbed him. Where did you stab him? I think it's like solidly center mass in the chest. Okay. So with your arm stabbed right into his chest, his one arm, his, his good arm that has not been diffusing into the room, grabs on. And you can feel his fingers just pass ever so slightly into you. And he squeezes in pain and anguish. And you will take you will take 14 damage. Oh shit. Okay. You definitely got the good end of that deal. Trust me. <laughs> and as his as his soul grasps onto yours, you can feel this pain shoot into the center of you. His diffused form shrinks down a little bit, and he clutches onto you tightly. And what is he going to say? He's going to say he's, he's in a very bad spot right now. <sighs> okay. You mentioned Earl and Valens. And as he begins to recover from the pain, you hear the king say, I will make sure that you and the rest of that bard's rebellion pay for what they've done to my kin without our family this land will devolve into turmoil you can strike at my soul but as soon as i can rest free of you i will have Horakan's body and i will have more than enough power to leave your lifeless bodies here in this vault forever meanwhile Iolana. A fire giant has just bust into the room. It got a Sam on his back. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Um, no, no. Well, being it that Iolana has no idea what's going on in the other realm or no way to know, the most logical move in this moment is to deal with the most pressing danger. As much as I personally, as the player, know that I could probably mm -hmm. be a lot of help right now as Iolana, um, I'm going to do the right thing here. And uh, is going to attack the fire giant. All right. Rushing at him with a soul knife. Mm -hmm. With a plus 11 to the roll. That makes me happy. Jeez. And it's already a 19 on the die. So that's a, you know, 30. Well, that's going to hit. <laughs> it's 12 psychic damage. Mm -hmm. And going to use the bonus action to parry to increase her AC when he inevitably attacks her. Okay. Anything else? Mm, that's action move and bonus action, so that's it. Okay. 
the king's turn. He can't see you right now, Vale. He was not able to hold on to your arm longer than enough to channel some damage back into you. So instead of striking out at you directly, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? I was not counting on this darkness here. I should have. Oh, and this was the first thing I thought of when I realized I was going to have to go toe-to-toe one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is actually the spell that helped Vale survive so long. Oh, yeah. I think that King's going to see if he can ignore you. I mean, not actively ignore, but like the end result would be similar to how Aranus and Cade are. If he can just get control of the body, he doesn't need to worry about some other soul that's not in charge. So rather than this being a damaging thing that he's going to try to do, it's going to be more of a control thing he's going to try to do. Um, you can see in your darkness, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You see his more ethereal limbs just stretch out, not gain size or anything, but he stretches them out, and you see the tips of them start to pierce through something in the sky, like in the air, just the fabric of this space. He's basically reaching out into Hurricane's body, trying to assume control. But you're still here, and that's still a problem. So, I need you to make another saving roll. While he can't damage you, he might be able to limit your actions. Son of a fucking bitch. Okay. That's with the charisma bonus, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a six. Okay. So as he begins to reach out into Hurricane's body and try to assume some control by trying to push you down, you feel this weird tingle all over your soul. More than static electricity, but not quite electrical shock. And what it's going to do, mechanically speaking, is on your next turn, you'll be limited to one action, and you'll have a disadvantage if you make an attack roll. Does that? That's, it's like so a that would slow, cancel out my advantage, right? Yeah, I guess that would. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to think of a way to bring like a slow slash stunned effect into here. It's like a little bit of a stasis type thing. Like you're, you'll have to be struggling to move. I think slow is the spell I was thinking of, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's it for the king. Meanwhile, back out there in the vault. Arnest, Darwin, Evilana, Vale is bleeding more from the mouth. The king is, the king is as well, but it's a little difficult to tell since you've stabbed him so many times in the face now. Um, but uh, Lieutenant General Razai is here. Arnest, what would you like to do? I was expecting there to be more people. I was no. going to cast Tasha's hideous laughter on them, but it's just the one. So. That doesn't actually help us very much. Um, so instead, I am going to viciously mock him. What do you say? It's really bad. Maybe I'll use that anyway. <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was some sort of insult about like fire, like fire giant, more like candle giant. <laughs> so like That's really bad Whoa. though. That's really That's bad. Good. Um, like I mean, when they don't haven't have something s- when they haven't said anything that's mockable. So, um, I think I think it's better if I just say if I just say, "Wow, look at your boss! You call yourself a guard." <laughs> <laughs> that's a better mock. 
Okay. Um, um, wisdom? He needs to make, yes, a wisdom save. Wisdom save. Oh, why am I rolling two dice? He doesn't have disadvantage on this. Oh, That's no, for after he, he should. fails. He should have disadvantage. <laughs> That's a 16 total. Oh, that misses. Oh. <laughs> okay. Disadvantage on next attack. Yes, and he's going to take good. psychic damage. Oh, that's right. Psychic damage, by all means. Psychically hurt him. He's going to take five psychic damage. That's good. That's fine. No, it's three D4s. It's two ones and a three. <laughs> that's booty, is what that is. But at least I hit, and he's got disadvantage on his next attack. Yay! <laughs> Anything else, Arnis? Um, no. No. <laughs> uh-huh. It is Sir Carl's turn. So, Darvin, from your shoulder, you hear Sir Carl say, Darvin, we have an enemy. Shall we? We shall. I ride with you, good friend. <laughs> ah. You know what? Screw it. He'll take his action now. He's going to try to shine a very bright light into this giant's eyes. Because what's better than a disadvantaged giant than, I don't know, a blinded disadvantaged giant? Let's have that giant make another saving throw. Sir Carl spins his mace around. Sorry, spins his flail around. Swings it forward and a beam of light just shines right into the giant's face. Oh yeah. His lieutenant general right in the eyes. Just stars, which has the wonderful bonus of giving other people's attacks advantage against him while he's blinded. And it's Sam's turn from the giant's back. He's going to make a couple attacks. Got to get this stiff plate armor. Not with a pair of fours, he's not. Come on, Sam. I rolled four dice for Sam. He got a four, a four, a three, and a seven. <sighs> He's back there. You just hear claws scraping on metal. Nothing's getting through. Darvin, what would you like to do? I would like to attack the giant. All right. You're charging back towards this door. Sir Carl holding tight on the, the shoulder of your clothing. Go for it. Okay, so first with the sword is a crap. 13. Nah. Okay, how about a 22? Yes, yes. 13 total? Nice. And a punch. Mm-hmm. You have advantage on these attacks. Oh, right, I forgot. Okay. Let's go ahead and reroll that first one. Okay. Or roll an extra die. Roll an extra die, yeah. I'll yeah. roll one more die for the first one. Ooh, that, that one is a 27. Yeah, that'll hit. Thank you for my... Got that part. Okay, so that's 11 damage. Mm-hmm. And the punch... Punch solid metal. Let's go. <laughs> Ought to be fun, right? Uh, 21. That hits. Your punches resonate through the armor. 10 damage. Ouch. Okay. Are you... Is that it? Or are you doing the flurry? Mm, no, no flurry. I need to conserve my key points. Okay. Smart move. All right. Anything else, Darvin? No, that'll be... All right. Carolina's turn. I think she's going to run around to the side and try to get a couple good swipes in. Yeah, just right there on the side. 
just under the arms. Let's see if her claws can cut through plate mail. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> she slashes through some decent damage. Let's see if her second attack's going to also land. She is showing Sam up. <laughs> With a couple of quick swipes, she slashes open his armor on the side. Blood trickles down, and you hear it sizzle on his armor a little bit. It is the lieutenant general's turn, and blinded disadvantage here on the first attack. It's all right. He's a seasoned soldier, seasoned fighter, and everybody in the room can see lines of red just start glowing all over this plate armor. Darwin, Sir Carl, Sam, and Carolina, you can all feel it get a little bit warmer right next to him right now. He's going to make a couple sweeping attacks with his arms, just trying to lash out and hit whoever's near him. So first, Darvin, this glowing gauntlet comes swinging at your face. He has disadvantage. Um, maybe that won't matter. That does a 21 hit, Darvin. Yeah. The other was like a 28, so yeah, I tried. Either would have hit. That one for the fire damage. So that is 24 bludgeoning damage. Oh, crap. And 7 fire damage. As the back of this gauntlet basically brands your arm. Also, I'm out again. That was that was all your health? He only had 21. I only had 21. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Are you spending a key point to not be at zero? Yes, I am. Oof. So now I'm at one. Oh. I have deduction. I have six key points. Okay. And then he's going to do the same with his other arm and try to bash Carolina away. Please give me the number on the die. Okay. All right. That didn't occur. 17 is the low number on the dice there. Well, I can't save anybody from anything with that. The other was a 19. Lieutenant General. Righteous justice. Well, as righteous as a guard can be. Which is none. <laughs> Carolina's in for some heat. Ooh. The Lieutenant General smacks Carolina, and you get a small whiff of just burnt fur as she slides back a little bit from the force of the attack. He's still blinded, though, thanks to Sir Carl. Let's see if that went away yet. No. He's still swinging blindly in here. Ugh. You should direct him towards Vale and the king. That would be great. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That would be frightening as hell. Speaking of Vale, Vale, whatever the king has done to you has left you less mobile, less capable than previously, but you can still act. I want to try to strike him again. Okay, let's roll that die again. That is another crit. No lie. <laughs> you didn't roll with advantage, right? No, I didn't. Nope. Nope. Shannon watched me roll it. Can confirm. And you know me, Scott. As much as I <laughs> no, wish I, I know, was rolling I multiple quits in my life, I would never lie about that shit. And I know you wouldn't lie about the, the number on the die. I just want to make sure it wasn't with advantage. Nope. <sighs> okay. 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 Roll your damage again. 
25. 25, which puts him at... Oh, man. The king's body lets out this huge spurt of blood. If the lieutenant general could see this, he would be frightened and infuriated. (laughs) Anything else fail? If I can only take the one action, then that's my turn. Okay. Iolana. Big giant throwing big arms. Yeah, we're going to put him on lockdown, I think. He's already blind. What more can you do? Which is a challenge. Like, go ahead, do it. Show me what more you can do. He's still attacking in his blindness, though, and I don't like that. (laughs) So I'm going to ego whip him. He needs to make an int save. Great. If you fail that, he's going to take 3d8 psychic damage and is filled with so much self-doubt that the only action he can use on his next turn is to dodge or disengage or hide. Well, I know which one it'll be. Intelligence save, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Thankfully, this is mental, so the blindness doesn't come into effect here. Let's get the hot die. Let's get the hot die. Come on. With a minus one to his intelligence, that's a 17. That's a tie. Any damage on the save? So, on the save, it's half. Okay. So it's damage is still 10. damage. It's how much? Half of 10. Oh, half of 10. Oh. But he does not have to take the dodge action. Okay. Or dash or disengage. But nobody wants to see a blind giant just randomly dash through the room. That sounds terrifying. Um, anything else, Yolanda? Uh, yes. For my bonus action, I'm going to parry again. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. He hits hard, as we've seen. After Iolana is the king. Ooh, the king, his body, and his soul are both in very bad positions right now. Your darkness is still up, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. So I think for this turn, he's going to... He's going to try to continue doing... Ooh. Is he going to try... No, 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 no. This turn instead... Um, he tried to go for direct control of Huracan's body right away. It was way too soon didn't work out, got way too hurt in the process. So instead, you see the ethereal parts of his soul expand outwards more and more until it passes you as like a wave. Make another saving throw. It's an eight. Okay. This time you'll take a little bit of damage. Because if he can't take control of Huracan's body all at once... He can try to suppress your soul. That'd be 10 damage. I will have that. Mm-hmm. As his ethereal form just slowly begins to expand and fill this space. And he is now surrounding you as much as the darkness is, if not more so. He's just everywhere. You can see, well, you can still see his one good arm hasn't expanded as much and parts of his face. He says, Vale, just let me have this. You're only looking out for yourself. I'm looking out for an entire continent. Their happiness, their stability is worth more than your petty vengeance. And we go to Aranus. Um, There's a very mad giant in here who still cannot see. They're really... Oh, he still can't see... No. Hmm. 
Which means that the disadvantage that I get from Vicious Mockery, I don't really need. So, mm -hmm. hmm. Wait a minute. I haven't used this spell in a while, so let me read what it does and make sure that it's actually... Oh, no, I don't want to do that because it would affect Sam, too. Um. Oh, and Catalina, I guess. Or Carolina. Catalina? Who the hell am I talking about? Um. So, let's see. Let's... Nope, that's a 30-foot cone. Don't want to do that either. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I had an idea, but apparently I did not think it through. Um, so I'm just going to viciously mock him again. Okay. Another wisdom save coming up. Wisdom save. Oh, that fails. Yay. A failure. Well, the you disadvantage doesn't matter, clearly. No, no. But some good psychic damage is nice. Well, that's, that's much better. That's nine. Psychic Ooh. damage. That's way better than the last time. Nice, nice, nice. Anything else? Nope, that's going to do it. Okay. After Aranus is Sir Carl. And now that Darwin has gotten nice and close, Sir Carl can make this tiny little leap onto the giant. <laughs> so now this giant will have Tamati Sam on his back and a little Sir Carl on his chest, holding onto a groove in the plate mail and just smashing that flail against him. Bursts of light and sparks with each strike. First one's going to hit, and the second one. And the second one's not. Um, <laughs> he's little, and the giant's moving around a lot, so stable footing is a concern. But he does get one good swing in. Um, and there's a blast of light as he does so. Sam's turn. He's going to try to climb a little bit higher, get like a leg over a shoulder, and try to like Get at this giant's face. Oh, again, one attack. Just the claws, not the bite. I guess it's hard to bite somebody's head when you're riding their shoulders. But all right, all right. So Darwin, you've just seen Sir Carl, Sam, go at it against this Lieutenant General, who is just all kinds of angry. What would you like to do? I'm going to continue the attack. Okay. You still have advantage because he is still blinded. Thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Okay, my first attack is going to do a 22. you say 22? Yes, 22. Okay, that hits, yes. For, ooh, pretty close damage. Um, hang on. Bad at math. 18 damage. Damn. Ooh. Damn. Right? I rolled a 6 and a 7. Let's, let's keep this up. Right? Okay. Aboard the pain train. My second attack. I rolled a twenty-four. Yeah, that'll hit too. Okay. Hmm. Pretty close to the same damage. Uh, Seventeen damage this time. Hmm. All right. And a punch. All right. Let's feel this Ooh. punch. Uh, best punch roll is sixteen. No, that's not gonna hit. That's it then. Okay. You get a couple of very good leg stabs in through the armor. That punch just doesn't quite connect. Lieutenant General Razai is in a lot of pain, and there's a lot of blood, and it sizzles as it rolls out over the armor. Carolina's turn. She's going to try to scratch him again. That's one. All right. Good kitty. Okay, she practically rakes her claws down his back, slicing right through that plate mail. 
I don't know what she's using for, to sharpen her claws, but it is very good. <laughs> and he spins and twists, and Sam is holding on for dear life, and he is flailing about, and he's going to make a couple of attacks here. There's four of you next to him right now, right? Ilana, you're up next to him? Yep. Okay. I'm just going to roll a pair of d4s to see who he's going after here. Darwin, Ilana, Sam, Carolina. Darwin, first up, with disadvantage because he is still blinded. Um, Arnis, would you like the number on the die? Yes. That's a one. Oh. <laughs> I think we're cool. <laughs> Arm swings high right above Darwin, like bangs into the door, and the door slams shut, winces in pain, like, ow, and hurt. Uh, the other one. Swing at Carolina as he spins. Um, that is a three on the die. I think I'm good. <laughs> you would be correct. <laughs> oh, let's see if he can no longer be blinded. Okay, there we go. Now he can see again. He focuses in on just the madness that is this room. Stands firm. Plants himself. Says, by order of the guard, step away from the king. Leave this place now. And like breathing heavily, and you see blood dripping from an outstretched hand. Clearly not in charge here, but he is trying to put forth that effort. From up the hall, just behind the door that just shut, you can hear rocks tumbling down and bang against that wall that would have come in here had he not messed up and slammed the door shut. So cool, no AOE attacks. Um, or no saving throws for everybody. Such a shame. I know you all wanted to be crushed by boulders, right? Definitely. Nope. <laughs> okay. Does, does anybody have a response to the Lieutenant General before we go on to Vale? Nope. Okay. Vale, this ethereal form of the king is all around you. It is a threatening aura, but so far you've been far more successful than he has. What would you like to do? Do I still have my advantage because I'm in my darkness? Uh, yes, that is back. Cool. Then I'm just going to strike him. All right. Let's see. Um, before bonuses, that's an 18. So with my plus four, that's a 22. Okay. That is a full success. Go ahead and roll your damage. He doesn't get any sort of reaction against you. It's just going to hurt. 34. As you slash into the darkness and into the king's expanded form. You see it begin to melt away. It's diffusing still, it's spreading out still, but this is not because of a controlled effort. This is like evaporating almost around you. The question for Vale is though, Vale, as your soul wins this struggle and you find no more resistance here from the king's soul, do you expand out and take control of Huracan's body? If you do nothing, it'll happen. It would have to be an active choice to not, because that's what this transfer was set up to do. I don't know, know what happens if I don't, but I don't want to control Huracan's body. I'm more here to prevent the king from taking it. So I'm not going to attempt to take it. You can choose to remain idle. Basically, you'll be... I mean, if we want to be like science fiction about this, that control implant in Huracan's chest is like a USB stick now. And you're just loaded on there. Oh, God. But if you want to stay within this realm, if you choose to stay where you are, 
this space here within the control implant, which is in Huracan. And you can you definitely know that he's just beyond the borders of this space. This is you here, patiently waiting. King so Soul can, is... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so I can sense that Huracan's still in control of his own body, or is he no, no longer no, no. here? Okay. No, you, you just know that there is a body there. Okay. And if you just... But if you make the effort, you can stay right here. I have to think about that right now. I'm not sure. Okay. The king's soul has dissipated to wherever. You won the struggle. He cannot come back right now. He's no longer a concern. Outside, Darwin, Aranis, Iolana, you see blood drip down from the king's eyes as they roll into the back of his head. Still standing, just as he was before. But no other changes. Hmm. No. I just realized that since Vale won that contest, Huracan's soul would be free to expand out, but since Vale has chosen not to inhabit Huracan just yet, Huracan will remain in place as well. So, Ilana, there's this giant still wildly flailing about the room, looking terrible. Just terrible. What would you like to do? I'm going to go with a Psyblade Strike. Okay. Well, Vale may be rolling well, but Ilana's rolling well. Crap. Um, on the plus side, that is a plus 11 to that, so it's a 15. Oh, that's not going to hit. That's the first 15. strike. I'm going to use my bonus action to swing with the other side blade. Okay. Try to die here. That's a crit. God no lies. <laughs> Three crits in one night. All right. It's <sighs> ever a day to do it. Four right. D8s. 15 psychic damage. Would Iolana like to kill the Lieutenant General? Uh, there's no qualms with that. Yeah, I think that's a thing that's going to happen. Okay. You slice into him with your side blades. He gasps. There's a wave of heat from his armor that just blows your hair back. He falls to his knees with a very loud clang and then collapses face first onto the ground. Sir Carl leaps away before being crushed. Sam, who was on his shoulders, just rides him down. It's just standing there above his body. Water begins to trickle in from under the large door. And everybody, things seem to have stopped. Lieutenant General is not a threat anymore. But Vale, Huracan, and the King are not moving. What do you want to do? I think I've made Vale's decision at this point to having spent their time in the realm of the dead and fought so long to get their body and get back. I don't think they're going to just sit in a USB drive for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, so they will allow themselves to take over Huracan's body, knowing that that is the best way to try and reverse this is to have that power. Veil your soul slowly expands out and fills the vessel that is Huracan's body. And there, on the other side of the room, in the center of the room, Vale's body. There in Vale's body, Huracan does the same. He expands out. What would you like to do, Vale? As you blink, you look down, and you just see these massive genie hands. Everybody else looks smaller now. You feel lighter, as if the air itself is just helping you drift along. Mm, do I see? Can I notice that my body has got movement and life to it at this point? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can see that Huracan is doing the same over there in your body. It was like coming to, but 
want you to have the first action here since you're doing this. Okay, I think this is my first action. I'm going to like literally put my hands up completely like non-aggressive stance. Like, I'm Vale. I believe I've killed the king, but now I'm in Huracan's body. <laughs> Vale's body looks down at itself, flexes the left arm a few times. The shadow blade is dismissed as they just kind of twist the hand a little bit, inspect it. Just shadow fizzles away. Horacon looks down. I was not expecting this. Would anybody else? Sorry. Let's let's just go around. Darvin, how do you react to this? Um, I don't think I know how to react right away. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fair. I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. So is it safe to say that we see Darvin with a look of confusion? Yeah, dismay. Jod oh, dismay. dropping a little bit. All right. What's Elana's reaction to seeing and hearing her father profess to be Vale now? Um, going to kind of move to to Vale's body, mm-hmm. and you know, I think her instant idea to try and confirm who's in there is to speak telepathically to it. And just, just nice. kind of like, Father, are you in there? He confirms that. Yes. Not sure why, but yes. We can figure that out later, though. If it continues to move Vale's body and get a sense for, just get a sense for it, how it moves, how it feels. Is there anything else, Yolanda? No, that's it. Okay. Arnis, what about you? Um... So, Arnis definitely feels a little like he's in the middle of like a tennis match right now. So, it's kind of like looking at Huracan, mm-hmm. looking at Vale, looking at Huracan, looking mm-hmm. at Vale. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a look toward Iolana. <laughs> like, I don't. And he'll just go, Did, did we win? <laughs> 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 <Like>, um. <laughs> And not in a way that he's like really, he's not really expecting anyone to answer the question. It's just like, I don't know. Should I do something? Should I not do something? That's it. He's okay. not going to do anything else. Unless somebody directs him to like, you know, heal this person, mm-hmm. do this thing. Like, that's, that's all he's going to do. Okay. I think Carolina will walk over and just rest a hand on the shoulder of the king's body. So what are we going to do with this then? I think um, Vale Vale is starting to come out of kind of their shock a little at this point, realizing the first thing we need to do is get out of here. And so going to indicate that we should take the device that the king used that's in his hands with us Mm -hmm. and get out of here. Because I don't want to have to try and explain what's going on here right now. And I don't want to have to try and fake like I'm the king in Huracan's body. But that could be so much fun. Except for all the skill checks. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Except for all the skill checks. And you've already used up all your crits for the year. So, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how... Vale has no idea how being in this body is going to affect their ability to do anything and doesn't want to be trying to essentially learn how to walk in the middle of a triathlon. Cool, mm-hmm. cool, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. 
what do people want to do? You're alone in the royal family's private vault, two doors, one of which leads out to whatever chaos is happening in the palace right now. Before we go, uh, first things that I was going to say is like, while while we're here, let's uh, let's load up the boot um, <laughs> with some sweet sweet swag, and then let's get out of here. I support okay. this plan. The stuff in here is not all intrinsically valuable. Like oh, it's not damn. gold and jewels, but 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 to anyone who's a collector of royal antiques, certainly. Are there things like the king's baby clothes and like booties? Yes. Are there like detailed family trees in here? Probably. Sketchbooks of different family members? Yes. A nephew's bad poetry? Yeah. <laughs> mm, like it all has even, value, yeah. but it's not just money. You'd have to go to the actual vaults for that. Yeah. But like old clothing? Yeah. Some brooches, maybe. Um, then I think knowing that further information, the first thing Vale's going to do is grab the flute. Good move. Pocket, pocket that shit. Good move. Cause Huracan's body is still tied to that flute. Yep. And then say, take what we think we can sell and let's burn the rest. Jeez. Ernest holds up a pair of baby booties and just goes, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> They're very nicely made. So you want us to burn the baby booties? This is no, behind. Grab what you think we'd be able to <laughs> hawk, right? Or fence. Yeah. So grab what we can fence. I grab the flute. Somebody else needs to grab the control device for the body switch because I feel like that's going to be important. Oh, I got it. And right. then we just set fire to the room. Quick question here then. Before you set fire to the room where you don't have a definite exit just yet. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we have to figure out a way You have to make door. some choices here. But first, first. As you're going through all of these family heirlooms and keepsakes and everything, what is one thing that each person takes? There could be more, but I just want one bit of detail from each of you. Like, what's something that you find that you think that your character would say, I could sell this for money? (laughs) 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 You can be vague or you can be precise. Like, baby teeth, creepy, but cool. Somebody will want them. Um, I think I find like if there's like a set of nice clothes, like even nice-ish clothes, like I could sell mm-hmm. that for money. Yeah, yeah, nice royal clothes. Um, I think Yolana is gonna take. Oh, that's, that's. I'm having a hard time thinking of what Yolana or Vale takes. Um, I think Yolana finds like an old map that like is clearly mm. inaccurate. But it still has, it still has the uh, Inquisition Islands like location on it. So it was like before they managed to expunge mm-hmm. it from all the maps, and so she finds that like very interesting. Like it has zero value because it's not an accurate map anymore, right? But she finds that. Oh, I can think of so many fun ways why this is an inaccurate map. But yes, let's take this. I love that so much. All right, I'm just jotting that down. Me too. Darwin, what catches your fancy? So I think Darwin's gonna be attracted to like any kind of drinking vessel that looks slightly ornate, <laughs> like wine glass, beer stein, that sort of thing. Which would you prefer? Hmm. Probably more like a beer stein. Nice. 
I like it because you can have like a whole like motif thing around it, like depicting some scene. Right. <laughs> is it a matching set or is it just one? Yeah, I would think probably two. Okay. What about Veil? I think Veil takes kind of in a similar vein to Ilana. Like Ilana takes the old map. Like Veil finds a old ledger that just like tracks all these ridiculous expenditures of the current king, right? Like it's something that he probably kept because he's like, I could keep this, should keep this as a record and throw it in the vault. But like they see it as like being able to prove just how horrible he was, right? So like a personal ledger then. Yes. Okay. Because even if you're going to cook the books, you have to know what really was spent somewhere. Oh, yeah. Okay. If anybody really wants that giant's armor, it is definitely magical. And it is, it's too large for any of you to wear the full set. But if we wanted to adapt any of it for you, we could. You can make a sweet-ass shield out of some of it if you really wanted to. Or you could just leave it all here to burn. Uh, leave it here. Okay. So you've all managed to gather up a selection of old royal antiques and keepsakes. There's Lieutenant General Razai's body dead on the floor. There's the king's body just completely petrified now with the withering. And there are two doors. Mm. Behind the large door, the commotion continues to escalate. There are more loud bangs, rolls of thunder. You can see some water trickling in underneath. And there's a second door, a smaller door, just a, just a normal, like medium sized door. And there is nothing but silence behind there. Now you can start the fire first if you really want to, or we can pick a path first. So I guess we have two choices. Like <laughs> we know that we have the potential to use that commotion to our advantage, right? Like the people causing that commotion we freed and would probably be willing to help us get out. But we do risk more of a direct fight if we go that way as opposed to trying to sneak around mm -hmm. if we go the other way. And also, I just want to remind you that there was more than one reason for coming to the capital. I don't know if you are still seeking out that bulb here. It's a really good question. Oh, yeah. I mean... Because if you do flee the capital and flee the palace, that will put that farther in the distance, time-wise or distance-wise. But it's up to you. It's up to you. I mean, yeah, that's still on the table. Let's do it. Then I think the smarter decision is to take the quiet door, because if we need to find something, we don't want to be in the middle of a fight. Although we do have a potential resource standing with us. Like, does Huracan know where we can find the bulb? Mm. Worth asking. Um, so who's asking him? I mean... Arnus is a little awkward because he doesn't like know this dude at all and now looks like fail. So like, um, but it's your question to ask. I guess it is. Um, okay. So Arnus will kind of look back at the like commotion coming from the one door and like the quiet coming from the other door and then just look at Huracan who's now mm -hmm. Vale, and say, uh, we were told there was a large bulb somewhere in the palace we need to get to it do you know where it is hmm the king subjected me to many insulting tests and trials and questions i did my best to keep what information from him i could but that doesn't mean i was entirely successful but it doesn't mean i wasted my time either I used my time here to learn what I could, to learn about him, 
to learn about the palace. And I have learned that there is that there is a bulb, a knot, deep under the palace. He never took me there, but I think if we can avoid prying eyes, we should be able to find it. And he inveils body, motions over to that smaller door. Uh, if there's no objections, that's the way we're going. No objections, that seems like the way we're going. Um, okay. I think that's a great idea. Before we set fire to this room, I walk over, because I'm very large now. Yeah, you are I large. hand on the king's shoulder, and I just knock his fucking body over. <laughs> <sighs> Do you want it to break? Oh, hell yeah. His body splinters into bone shards across the floor. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> on his way out of the room, Arnis just says, that was so weirdly satisfying to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Who's starting the fire? I don't know, but it's always oh, oh, been burning since the world started. <laughs> no, no. Can we have, um, have Arnis start it with by casting a spell with his loot so it's a magical fire and it sounds really pretty when he starts it. And cast Firebolt. I know, that's why I'm saying. You can do whatever you want here. You're lighting a room on fire of priceless family heirlooms. Priceless is right. Or maybe worthless. Who knows? Okay. So on your way out of the room, Arnis casts Firebolt and starts burning it down. Seth Rollins style, baby. Irreplaceable family mementos. Gone. The fire begins burning. You see the lieutenant general's armor glow brighter. And you exit into this hallway. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, we want to thank Vanessa Blockland for our podcast art. You can find more of her work on Twitter at Art by Vanessa B. And thanks to Daryl Dibber Reckonos for creating our theme music. You can find more of his music at DibberMusic.com and on Twitter at DibberMusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrim.